Imagine, if you will, a movie that is utterly horrible. Imagine, if you will, a movie 20 years old and still wondering, when will it ever fit in? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems, and I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always, we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. Of course they do. And of course, guys, as always, the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Ms. Frida are here in the video store, but making its way through the time-space continuum. If we can use that phrase, I don't know if we can. I don't know if Bob Gale slash Robert Zemeckis own the rights to that. But, but Maestro, how's it going, buddy? I highly doubt anyone owns the rights to a scientific phenomenon like that. That's like trying to copyright the term black hole. It's a realistic scientific phenomenon that happens. But anyway, anyway, hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of nerds talk about the shit they love. Or... Uh, in the case of this week, yet another installment of what the hell did the Admiral make me watch this week? Is it Admiral, what the hell? What did you make me watch this week? So I love this. I love this. I, I love this, this segment that we have. But you, it's usually what the fuck? Is it hell because it's a kid's movie? Is that true? <laughs> I was just using them interchangeably, but sure. What the fuck did the Admiral make me watch this week? <laughs> Um, they both work. Cat in the Hat. The 20th anniversary of Cat in the motherfucking Ooh. Hat. Come on. Just man. so everyone knows, the Admiral is that guy that will remind you about a movie that you did not want or need to be reminded of. He insists that you know that this happened. Yep. Yep. This fucking insane mo I have to start by apologizing, first off. Uh, because several weeks ago, during our uh, review of Chairman of the Board, I mentioned how that movie prepared me for the wackiness and fisheye lens, like, incomprehensible shit constantly moving and not having any idea what's going on. Uh, I, I compared that movie to this movie, um, without naming this movie. But I was talking about Cat in the Hat at the time. I have to apologize to Sir Carrot Top. Sir uh, Carrot Top? Sir. Sir Carrot Top. Uh, because, wow, at least he's creative with his prop comedy. Like, he sees a bunch of wacky props and he, like, has solid ideas in his head of how to link them together into kind of a cohesive bit. Um, I'm 99% sure that the creative team behind this movie, creative being used in very loose air quotes, uh, had no ideas and just had a lot of time to fill in the empty void of this movie with no real plot. Like, this could have been a 30-minute th fucking TV short. Uh, but they had to fill an hour of it with wacky shit. So they just raided every plot prop department near the Warner Bros. Warner Brothers lot and was like, here, what can we do with all this shit? Uh, and Mike Myers, to his credit, is not really a prop comedian. He's no. an improv comic, sure, and he's got great comedic timing, which only sometimes saves this movie from being as cringe as it probably could be. Uh, but dear God, 
Carrot Top might have been a slightly better Cat in the Hat. But that's a weird thing to say for a movie that I don't think anyone could have saved. Um, um, actually, um, I have to correct you on one thing. It wasn't Please. Warner Brothers, uh, backlot. It was Universal. Just, Universal. I'm so sorry. Just wanted you to know. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Because they make uh, a reference to a park, and it's not Warner Brothers. It's Universal. Are, are you going to pull a Sean Hayes, a Mr. Humberfloop on me and be like, you're fired! Yeah. No, I'm, 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 no. He, he makes, he makes just the most pathetic little, I just came sound at the end of his, you're fired every time. It's a, <laughs> you know, you know, he's also the voice of the fish, right? Yeah. Isn't and that I liked amazing? him a lot better as the fish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I guess we should just kind of get started on what the plot there is, which, by the way, we should also establish that this movie has been ripped on the internet completely. Like, oh, so bad. Massively. We're not going to sit there and try and make anything new, like poke fun at anything that's already made. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Joan uh, is the mom of... Played by Kelly Preston. Yes, who passed Who away. does her best. Who passed away in 2020? R.I.P. Oh, um, yeah. she she does her damn best. Yes, she does. Uh, and but she... both her and the character are doing their damn best in this absolute nightmare hellscape of a cult town. Yeah, uh, and her boyfriend Alec Baldwin lives next door. That is a slob. Who is a total piece of shit. Yeah, P.O.S. One hundred percent. And you got a absolute piece of shit. A young Dakota Fanning. Yep. And a young Spencer. Spencer Breslin. Yeah. Which, by the way, I just want to let you know, but Maestro, that you and Spencer are the same age. Woo! Yep. Yep. Spencer, I'm sorry that so much of your life was taken away by an industry that did not care about you. 100%. Sorry, dude. So Same same with Dakota Fanning. (laughs) Any child actor. Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Allison Stoner's podcast recently. Oh, child actor. I I don't envy child actors. I don't. At all. Wow, the shit they go through, the complete lack of agency they have over their lives and their body and their speech is, yeah, no thanks. Yep, so we're going to go ahead and get started on whatever plot there is. Uh, So Conrad and Sally um, have to keep the house clean because Joan... Uh, is going to have an open house. It's being forced to host a open house, a big company party at her house. She's she wasn't she didn't volunteer to do this, and her name didn't come up randomly in a hat. Mister Humberfloof, a Humberfloof, 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 uh, played by Sean Hayes, who doesn't just chew the scenery. He regurgitates it out I'm while to... acting, like. He really does. Like, someone told him, go to a 10 out of 10, but his idea of a 10 out of 10 is a 20. Yeah. Just insanely over the top. Also, there, there, there's not a shortage of characters in this movie that are very punchable. His might be the worst, uh, because he claims to be a germaphobe. Now, post-pandemic, 
we know what germaphobic behavior is actually helpful and what germaphobic behavior is just annoying and doesn't help anyone. Yeah, he's he's the non-helpful just like being a germaphobe for the sake of imposing on other people. Yep. He's not actually helping anyone because in the same breath that he fires someone for shaking his hand, he spits all over him. Yep. Uh, that was low-key infuriating, and maybe it was just my PTSD from the pandemic talking, but, uh, God, I wanted to punch this character. I 100% agree with you, because I also wanted to kick him. So if you would have punched him, I would have kicked him, it would have been... I'll go high, you go low. Exactly. Cool. 100%. Despite you being the much taller yeah, one. exactly. Hey, hey, it keeps him guessing. <laughs> exactly, they're like, oh, the tall guy's... Oh my God, the tall guy got me low! Fuck! <laughs> so... Oh my god, okay. Actually, no, all respect to Sean Hayes. He put on an insanely awesome performance, and anytime an actor can convince me that I, I really hate their character to the point that I want to punch their character in the face, that's a good job on that actor. Yes, it is, Sean Hayes. It is a good job. I'm not going to give similar, uh, similar compliments to Alec Baldwin for other unrelated reasons. Not going to do yeah. that. Uh, but both of their characters, very punchable. Uh, and it just makes me question why this family still lives in this fucking cult town. They have to be stuck there. Maybe. Well, I did do. I did go ahead and watch, like, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. And so the director um, wanted to get the first, uh, Bo Welch, who, by the way, he's uh, he is married to... Oh, who is he married to? He's married. He's married to Catherine O'Hara from Beetlejuice. Oh my God! Yeah. Um. So, Bo Welsh. Bo Welsh. Um. He. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, he was a production designer on Men in Black. His first. His first scene he wanted in the movie was the quaint little suburban town. Um. And if we, when we go into the city, yep. they have like, oh, this one sells coffee. This one sells donuts. But he wanted to imagine it as a child reading the book so that's why it's so like pristine and there's a very little like um post-capitalism you know type of stuff like it like yeah it's supposed to be from a child's perspective which you 100% got that and I guess I should watch it as a child but it's still scary as a child yeah uh so uh, they have to keep the house clean, um, and Conrad's like, fuck this, I'm I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want, and, of course, Sally's like, well, I have to make sure that I write down all, everything for everybody, and then the cat in the hat shows up. Yes, the cat in the hat, and I love his first introductory line, run away and scream. Run away and scream. Because, th- let's be honest, that's what we all wanted to do. We saw because he's an eldritch horror. Yes, he is. He he pops up and is just instantly just full agent of chaos. Oh, your mom wants to keep this house clean. We're going to do the opposite of that. In fact, I'm going to waste your entire day spewing completely nonsensical bullshit while my interdimensional minions ruin your house and this entire town. And also, Conrad uh, unlocked the lock, so. Yeah. Uh, 
Also, I, I have to point out one small detail. Did you notice Conrad's Lorax shirt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's... Props to the costume department for that and only that. <laughs> only that. Uh, and also, Mike Myers would go under, like, three hours of makeup and prosthetics. He's us. Because the nose, the nose part is, like, the only part on his face that you that he needs because you know he needs a smile he needs his eyes he he's a he's a character actor he's more of a character actor than a prop he acts from his face right so that's why they only put his like cat dr seuss nose on there and apparently he it was glued to his face so well that he actually scratched his nose because he thought it was itchy it's like wow okay all right uh but yeah so like chaos ensues he gets the time traveling elves to make sure that they sign the contract but spoiler alert they're lawyers not time traveling elves um so chaos ensues they go through the town um they get to i love the bit with the chef but i feel like it goes on too long with anything way too long like four times too long all of these little unrelated to any semblance of plot bits go on for about 15 minutes too long yep um and i love that he's a and they just get like even more horrifying as they go on i love that he's a cheshire cat from cheshire england and he's like a bloody make look like a bloody accident oh um so then they go because they need to get nevin um, which by the way, I love that Alec Baldwin yelled at the Chihuahua type. I don't even know if it's a full Chihuahua. I think it's half Chihuahua. They mentioned probably, um, that, uh, Nevin whizzed on his taco. So, and I'm just like, wow, that's a thing you could probably say during sex from this movie. Like that's technically that's a weird thing. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Admiral, what have you so done? So we're going to move on now to not alienate our audience, we're going to make sure that we are going to have a moment. So, uh, sorry for that little fiasco, uh, but it happens when you record from across time zones. So, thing one and thing two. Yeah, you mentioned the time-space continuum and it just jinxed it all. Yeah, exactly. Thing one and thing two. Voiced by Homer. Dan Castellaneta. Yep. Superb choice. I I don't think they were both voiced by Dan Castellaneta. I, I know he did thing one. Uh, Talia Lynn Prairie uh, did thing two. Also, Danielle C. Ryan and Brittany Oaks were the uh, actual, like, on-set thing one, thing two, and they're both just gorgeous. What else have they been in? A bunch of things. A bunch of things. But yeah, thing one and thing two are, are I mean, yeah. Also, I can't believe we, hi- we we do need to talk about thing one and thing two, but we need to go back just a little bit. I'm sorry, Admiral. I mentioned Amy Hill. This is Juan. Yes, go ahead. Uh, who, it, did you know a Mrs. Kwan growing up? Because I knew a Mrs. Kwan growing up. She was the lady that ran the dry cleaner that my dad exclusively brought his shit to. I also, and I also had a Mrs. Kwan. I'm perpetually sleeping. Yep. Everywhere. I, I, I've never met someone who could truly 
fall asleep anywhere and in any position. Standing up. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I also had a similar one. Uh, she ran a restaurant, uh, down in <laughs> the lower parts of Louisiana. Uh, which, by the way, Dan Castaneda does do both Thing One and Thing Two voice. Okay, cool. Um, I also love that Thing Two has a bit of a complex, and he's like, "You can call me uh, Chocolate Thunder," and I was just like, "Wow, all right, cool." Um, I really enjoyed Thing One and Thing Two. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more creative stuff than what we were given, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then they also don't listen to you. Whatever you say, they do the opposite. They do the opposite. Yeah. Uh, so they get to this rave, and Paris Hilton has a cameo in this movie for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so then they head back, um, and apparently Kat has the wrong hat. Uh, but before that, did you like the whole... Oh, but my show. <laughs> did you like... The hippie, the the uh, the Swapper Jacks employee trying to get no. trying to get his uh, his uh, signed uh, about uh, the uh, fla- flatulent acid spinning Zimmer Zoo. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So, oh my god! Thought that was interesting. So stupid. So stupid. And then they get back to the house, and they all, oh, it looks all oh, so perfect, but it's wallpaper because Alec Baldwin's character is trying to send Conrad to military school, so he falls into this giant, massive moat of purple ooze, like Ivan ooze, but more purpley. So they go on a ride called the Quan, um, and it's a log flume ride, obviously, uh, or a water ride, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then we get one of my favorite breaks in it. It's just like a ride in an amusement park. You mean like Universal Studios? <laughs> yep. Yep. So I thought on that point after we're done talking about the movie, which we're almost over, um, I'm going to talk a little about the, about the ride in Universal uh, Islands of Adventure. But we're going to stay on target and talk about the, fi- or the finish of Cat in a Hat. So... The house gets destroyed. They yell at the cat. The cat's like, hey, uh, y'all did this shit. Y'all signed a contract. I'm legal. You can't do shit. But they both realized that each other was right, uh, that Conrad and Sally were both right, so they talked about it. And then the cat shows up, and he's like, yo, what's up? Hey, uh, you know that contract you signed? It's null and void because y'all actually acknowledged that y'all were wrong. And he cleans up the house very quickly. Um, while uh, Thing 1 and Thing 2 try to give their mom a ticket as cops? It's really... Again, another very absurd scene in this yeah. movie. Oh, and you know the thing that uh, the little car that Mike Myers was driving around? Uh, that actually exists. Uh, the other extra arms that came out were CGI'd. Like, he actually drove that around and everything. What the yeah. fuck? Uh, oh, and his so his ears were remote control... His hat was remote controlled and his tail was remote controlled um, in his in his anthropomorphic cat suit. Stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then the movie ends um, and he goes he literally runs. Well, I guess slowly saunters into the sunset with thing one and thing two. But he's also been the narrator this whole time. 
even though he wasn't the narrator this whole time, fucking uh, uh, Amy Turner's dad, Darren Norris. No, he's the announcer. Was the narrator this whole time? No, Victor Brandt is the uh, is the narrator. He's the announcer on a couple uh, on uh, the you know when they're watching uh, Taiwan. Well, you're Taiwanese right. You're Parliament. right. You're absolutely right. I misread Which, that. Which, by the way, the Taiwanese Parliament part was hilarious. Oh my god! But no, um, he's done. He's it's, done a bunch of things. Yep. Uh, he's he's a he's a character in Starfield that just came out. Uh, he's a he's oh, a video shit. game act. He's a video game voice actor for Red Dead Redemption Two. He's in Love, Death, and Robot. He's done a couple of yeah. uh, uh, We Bear Bears. We Bear yeah. Bears. Uh, he's done. Yep. And I think he's in a Star Wars game as well, or uh, maybe it's Starfield that I see. I don't know. But yeah. And then uh, Clint Howard shows up as Kate the Caterer. Did you see that? Did you see Opie's brother? Yep. That was fucking cool. <laughs> Why does him and Mike Myers like working together so much? I, I don't know, but I'm here for <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so guys, so um, now I'm going to talk about uh, the Cat in the Hat ride at Universal. Go for so it. this ride is really long and it shouldn't be long, but I like that it's long. And there's a part in it that scares me every time. And it's when thing one and thing two have a black light on them and their thing one and face glow really. And it's like almost pitch black in a, like a bright room. And they just slowly do like this weird exorcist move. And it freaks me out every fucking time I'm on the ride. And Whenever we get off the ride, they're like, well, what would you do if the cat in the hat came and helped you? Would you tell your mom? No. Why are you putting, why are you putting this existential crisis question on a fucking child's ride? Why are you doing this? Why? Is there some sort of reason? Why? Uh, and I've talked to a couple of the uh, people who work at the, um, the, the ride. And when I get off, I was like, I was like, mm -hmm. I would not tell my mom. That's an existential crisis right there. And one of the workers is like, I agree with you. I would not tell my mother either. Yep. Yeah, it's wow. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm gonna have this great, wonderful time, and then existential crisis. No, thank you. Um. Also, they toned the ride down. So in the sequence tunnel where you see Cat in the Hat like twisting upside down, it used to spin, but uh, they stopped it uh, because people complained too much. Um, so yeah, so they uh, made the ride, uh, feel a little bit easier. And yes, whenever I go into that ride, I swear to you, I yell at Mike Myers at every anthropomorphic cat in the hat ever. You're that guy. I'm that guy. And also when thing one, you, you are indeed, I, I can confirm everyone. The Admiral is that yeah. guy. And also when thing one's watching TV and there's a, like a bright spot on it, I just turn to Bertrand and I go, Hey, is thing one watching Mike Myers month? And she Laughed so hard. She thought it was hilarious. Mike Myers month. He's listened to the podcast by Maestro. He's listened to the podcast. Uh, but no, I would say check out the ride. It's nice. It's cool. And even if you somewhat remember Cat in the Hat movie, you've read the book, so you should watch that one. Right. You, I mean, you should go ride that ride. Oh, and segue back to the movie. Yep. It is the... I am getting it right now. Ah, here we go. Uh, so the widow, uh, Audrey uh, uh, Jet Jezel, Jetzel, uh, is Dr. Seuss's widow. 
and she saw the original Cat in the Hat 2003 version with Mike Myers, um, saw it and said, you are never making a live action movie ever again. Ever. <laughs> so there's only been animated Dr. Seuss movies since. Which haven't been a lot better. Mm, they've been better than this. Yeah, only marginally. Like, we, people have already talked to death about how infuriating, uh, infuriating, infuriatingly hypocritical, specifically, uh, the Lorax was in its weird marketing campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But we don't have to get into that. Uh, that being said, uh, here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system for everything we watch. Whole gem, amazing movie. Half gem, it was all right, but not a total waste of time. No gem, a total waste of time. Admiral, where does this Cat in the Hat movie sit on your scale? Okay, so it's in a very strange, weird. So you know how you know how Haunted Mansion is in between half gem and no gem right yeah so cat in the hat is like a little bit past that closer to no gym only because everything is really bad in the world right now and i like watching this movie every once in a while to man man this was really bad in 2003 we had it easy we had it yeah yes yep 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 so that's why i like it a little bit because I see Mike Myers trying with his darndest that what he can do. He's, he's got nothing to work with. Exactly. That's, that's the really sad thing is exactly. like he doesn't have a lot to work with in this movie. Exactly. But he's certainly trying. But Maestro, what do you give Cat in the Hat 2003? Oh, no gem whatsoever. Almost the, did a spit uh, you take. Get, you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. All right, Willie. All right, Willie Wonka over here. <laughs> this this movie is just painful. I I barely got through it. It it hurts. Uh, you have to be inebriated on whatever your choice of. I also can't promise that'll advice. help though. <laughs> like I I make no promises that that'll help at all. It'll make it more enjoyable. Maybe. Yep. But look, guys, we're not here to talk about that. We're here for the Butt Maestro to talk about the music. But Maestro, what do you feel about the music about Cat in the Hat? So, so here's the thing. Um, music by David Newman. And for like the first ten minutes of the movie, I was I was pretty on board. Like it establishes a good orchestral theme and a good atmosphere. But it's much like the plot unravels throughout the movie. It, the the music is one of the better parts of the movie, and hearing that kind of repetitive theme come back over and over again would have been more effective in a better movie. This is like when Howard Shore tried to write the score for I think it was Twilight Part Two. Oh God, that sounds horrible. Yeah, he didn't have a good time with it. He he left. I bet. Did you do you know who David Newman is? Right. I I know that name, and I know I've listened to other things he's done that's randy newman's cousin oh he's the older brother of thomas newman maria newman and the cousin of randy newman okay uh frank and weenie throw mama off the train war of the roses the mighty ducks the nutty professor bill and ted's excellent adventure mm-hmm. okay so he's he's done a lot of different projects uh and this one is kind of in the same wacky 
genre that he's kind of touched on. I also have some deleted scene things if you want to wouldn't mind talking about that. A deleted what? A deleted scene of Cat in the Hat. Oh, go for it. So just so another way to stop Joan from coming home, um one of the things opens a little metal box called extra extra strength extra strength instant havoc. So they so they have the directions and they have eight tablets. Uh directions Direction one, add tablet to water. Direction two, shake vigorously. Would you like to know the eight options that are available for thing two to use? I uh, Go for it. Number one, blizzard. Number two, flood. Number three, vermin. Number four, earthquake. Number five, hurricane. Number six, locust. Number seven, fire. And number eight, tornado jesus christ and in the deleted scene they used the flood tablet to create a but yet guys what the fuck? guys that's we don't really have anything else to say like the budget was the budget was 109 million and it barely made 133.9 million also i saw this movie in theaters on opening day i don't know if you did did you see it in theaters at all by maestro i don't think i did okay yeah i went opening day and watched it as a child and it scared me as a child yeah legit scared me but whatever does not surprise me does not surprise me at all uh so we just want to say thank you to marty and the arrogant zerber for allowing us to be on your website lowerainpictures.com also kevin george thank you for letting us use your music and guys it's really sad because mike myers month aka m cube month is over and we won't have to listen sadly I sadly say this. I don't know how you guys feel. I sadly say that I won't be able to listen to the Bump Maestro's theme I put before this show. This is the this is, my, this is what I look forward to you for every still, month we do. You can still listen to it. Just go back into Mike Myers' month. I know. I'm just saying it's just so beautiful and sultry. Sorry. That's how I feel about it. Well, thank you, Admiral. I appreciate that. Um, and we just want to say thank you for Butt Maestro for putting his little spin on Mike Myers Month. Thanks again, buddy. It really means a lot that you do that because it's amazing. And Thanks, Admiral. And also, thank you for giving me the chance to, to flex musically a little bit. No worries. Anytime you can. And um, also, the Butt Maestro had something else that if, if people are interested for us to do a Mike Myers Month 2... We would wait a couple years, but we're not going to say the name of the month if we do it again. But the Butt Maestro is this fault of it. But he also introduced uh, some movies that you would like to talk about, Mike Myers, that we didn't review in this month. Do you want to talk about some? Yeah, so I, mainly because YouTube keeps putting up clips like this in my feed. Uh, and I haven't gone all the way back and rewatched the movie yet, but I probably will soon. Um, but I realized throughout this month we talked about Mike Myers roles in different movies and in different genres and he he has a large catalog of work and there's a lot of things he's done that maybe he wasn't the lead in but he still stole the show and the big one that popped out to me was Inglorious Bastards I don't know about you Admiral his scene with it's amazing. Uh, Michael his scene with Fastbender yep absolutely perfect go back and watch that I'm pretty sure the whole thing's on YouTube it, it's such a fun scene. If you want to see Mike Myers, like, buried under makeup, but also very comfortable in his role, unlike in Cat in the Hat, uh, 
go go check that one out because that I feel like that's a that's a really good palate cleanser after watching this nightmare of a movie, uh, which I don't know if I mentioned at any point in the episode, but I have a small theory that this whole movie Cat in the Hat takes place in purgatory. Oh God! Okay. I mean, that's the only way for me to explain how this woman is trapped in this town that does not exist in the real world. That is seemingly in a perfect place, but with people running it that are so pedantic, but also not good people. Yeah. So this is either purgatory or like an upper circle of hell. Which would also explain how an eldritch abomination like the cat just shows up in their house uninvited. Yep. Anyway, that's it. You can have the soapbox back. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I also wanted to mention, uh, you see the cat uh, wash uh, uh, Nevins. Um, and that's how I kind of wash uh, the Honorable Tuss on the Fantasmus <laughs> Frito when they have to get a bath. I wish I had that. I'm sorry. I would love to have a brand called i had i took i took a picture of it um and i have it uh what is it what was it what was it, it was oh sh- uh ah you mean the laundry Sham- the powdered laundry shampooch 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 i would love to have shampooch <laughs> i would love to have shampooch. it's so dumb um but look guys um, yeah. we've been here we're glad that you've been with us for mike myers month we promise next week we are not doing a mike myers movie promise <laughs> Correct. We're, we're done. At least for now, we're done. Yeah. Uh, we are doing a movie that is going to start with a spooky season, spooky time. I kind of twisted the butt maestro's arm, but not really, but kind of. Didn't have to twist very yeah. hard. I was just like, hey, what about this? Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, guys, we will see you next week. Just remember to take some time for yourself. Relax. And also, guys, to breathe before you talk to someone. Put yourself in their shoes think about everyone else's problem before you act essentially um yeah just just like you you as an individual are constantly going through things that no one else sees same with everyone else around you everyone's fighting an invisible fight don't be a goalie don't prevent people from from helping themselves you know get out of the way or offer an assist yep. uh, and also guys just remember to take time for yourselves before you can help others it it it's better to help yourself before you can help anyone else um absolutely yeah. you know the flame windmill you don't want to become that man you do not want to become a flame windmill i hate the flame windmill <laughs> but look guys just remember to wipe your hooves and see you later but remember black lives always matter guys Always. Bye, guys. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.